right, let's record some bullshit, Jason. What do you say? Ready. Well, let's just get right into it, right? Indeed. Hey, <laughs> everybody. It's the Elemental Motherfucking Podcast. Woo, woo, woo. It's, uh, it's the Elemental Podcast. Uh, let's say Thursday the 12th. September 12th. It's, um, you know, I never think about the dates, Jason. Like, I, can, I know tomorrow. I can guess where you're going. Well, with. tomorrow is Friday the 13th. Oh, I didn't think about oh, that. Oh, were you thinking like 9 11? Yeah, I was. Oh, okay. If you're well, gonna we're going to ask people if I'm one of the people who commemorates 9 11. We'll get back to that. We'll, right. we'll get back to that. But I was thinking, like, because I have had more than one person remind me that tomorrow is Friday the 13th and apparently it's a full moon and. Shit like this isn't going to happen again for another 30 years or something crazy. And uh, I'm always like, it's just another fucking day. Like, Friday the 13th doesn't mean anything other than some weirdo a long, long time ago said Friday the 13th is bad news. The only thing I ever think of with those is... um Then I think, oh, well, they'll be showing all the scary movies. <laughs> right, right, all the movies... <laughs> If we're watching something, if we're watching something on live TV, we always like to have something to flip over to. So we'll flip tomorrow to. I'm sure they'll be showing one Friday the Thirteenth after the next. Yeah, <laughs> TBS or TNT or one of Spike or one of those dumb fucking uh, channels. So, do you put any uh, credence into anything like that? Friday the Thirteenth meaning anything? No, I'm always we love watching scary movies and things, but I'm always my wife always on a similar note goes, "What would you do if this guy was after you?" <laughs> my answer is always, <laughs> "It's go time, go time, bitch." <laughs> I don't run from him; I go straight at him. I <laughs> I'm bringing it to you, motherfucker. <laughs> um, the full moon thing, uh, having worked in psych hospitals for a long time, I will say there is something about a full moon. Uh, do you think it's do you think it's caused by the moon though, or caused by the people that are there believe well, the moon? I think it. I think it's a little bit of both. Like I know it's like some weird tide thing, and it has something to do with the, the blood in your brain. I, I don't. Whatever. It's all probably bullshit. But I do think people get in their head of like, oh, it's a fucking full moon, and then there's like psychosomatic things of like now people are acting crazy because they think they're supposed to act crazy and. They get yeah, inside yeah. their own goddamn you head. You believe it and it becomes true. <laughs> right, yes, yes, very much so. So that's always weird. But I, like, if no one were to if no one were to have mentioned it to me, I would not have fucking thought about it at all. No, so it's I, weird to me when people get wrapped up in it. I rarely think of a date in correlation to, you know, like I would have just thought tomorrow, I would look at the date just to know what to note on things when sure. I'm writing things, but then they're... It would probably only be when I flipped on TV at night and said, oh, the Friday the 13th are on. Right. Or some dumb newscaster, they'll have a stupid report <laughs> yeah. on something. And here's a black cat or <laughs> something stupid. Don't walk under ladders or smash a mirror or anything dumb. People are stupid. Uh, I'm your host, uh, <laughs> Stu McAllister. I'm a failed comedian. And uh, with me, uh, I, guess, I guess I'll say as always, uh, we got Jason over here. Failure to take note of dates. <laughs> yes, yes. Failure to take note of dates. But all right, you want? Do you want to talk about nine eleven at all? I mean, I wasn't necessarily going to. I did think about it because I sort of wanted to cover it when we did the Monday podcast, but then I we got wrapped up in other shit and I forgot. So, 
I guess I think my opinion would probably I'm gonna guess my opinion and yours are gonna coincide on this. All right. Just in that I get bothered by people who have to say almost like they gotta say thank you for your service. Okay. They almost sure. gotta be like I remember. Right. <laughs> Always remember or never forget. Yes. I forget. I forget all the goddamn time, everybody. Like, it, it clearly was a very traumatic thing. Uh, I was at work. I was at the psych hospital, and I worked. Well, the problem for me was that I worked in a psych hospital, and I work with kids. And part of the morning routine for a lot of these kids was to kind of, like, watch the morning news, and that's all it fucking was. So I have these mentally fragile uh, <laughs> young adults, teenagers, adolescents who are now even more fucking uh, worried about shit because buildings are collapsing in New York City. And so now they're worried about, is shit going to happen here? And you going, we live in Grand Rapids fucking Michigan. Not not a goddamn thing's going to happen here. Uh, is not reassurance to mentally ill children. <laughs> Plus, I would say, I don't know if it's... Beneficial to watch the same footage. Sure. Of the disaster happening year in, year out. I think I've gotten, I probably did for a few years. You know, right. there would be some new documentary and there was kind of stuff you hadn't seen before, elements of the story you hadn't heard sure. before. But by now, I think we all know the story pretty front to back. Right. Um, so I pretty much avoided anything yesterday that related to it. The only exception being a podcast we've mentioned before is The Oath with Chuck Rosenberg came back and he had a guest on that uh, was an FBI, involved with the FBI, I forget how, but uh, his was interesting just because it gave you, again, a a different story you hadn't heard before. It's all about the investigation at the Pentagon building afterward and the prosecution of one of the people involved. Yep. And so I thought that was interesting I would have listened to that, though, regardless, regardless of whether it was September 11th sure. or... I think the only thing that uh, I really find interesting is the, um, I guess, the medical fund that is there for the first responders or people that were involved uh, downtown New York City where the, the buildings collapsed. And, like, now there's something here to take care of you people. Uh, you know, I think a lot of that was just because John Stewart got involved. And even... His involvement was so strange to me. I'm like, why the fuck is this guy involved? Like, how how did he get in there? Like, I didn't. Maybe his dad was a firefighter or some shit. And uh, I don't know if I ever got an answer on how he became like the spokesperson for these people. He must. His show must have been in New York when he did it. Probably, and yeah. So I think it yeah. just for whatever. I yeah. I didn't hear of any personal involvement other than it must have been a story that just resonated with him because it was right. local people sure. he interacted with so he kind of took it on as a cause um, but similar to that another podcast I think it was on Stay Tuned with Pre um, one of his guests before was a guy who handled the death claims okay from 9-11 compensating the victims that was a pretty interesting sure. discussion I bet the most interesting one they had uh, they had was that um, one guy who passed away in one of the World Trade Centers had both a mistress with a f- and children with the mistress oh. and a wife. So you have multiple and, people coming forward to claim well, stake in this guy. Huh? Yeah, and the interesting thing about that is the wife did not know about the mistress and the other children. 
<laughs> Good for him, man. He kept the secret. He oh, knows okay. how to keep a secret, that guy. <laughs> and they decided that in their handling of it, the best way for them to handle it was to keep it confidential as well. So they never disclosed to the wife that there had been a claim from... <laughs> wow, really? Yeah, they just handled them. So even in the end, they're like, she's like, oh, whatever. Yeah, wow, they kind of thought oh, she's grieving and she's dealing with... All this, we don't need to be the ones to tell her about this do, other issue. Do you think that um, some people just disappeared because of it? Because I think, I mean, there were bodies that were never recovered, uh, that got burned up or buried in the rubble or whatever. So do you think someone was like, fuck, now is a great opportunity for me to walk away from this <laughs> bullshit. I'm going to Miami or whatever. Well, uh, this relates to a story that involves... Man, it's an insurance story, but it's not an it's not a boring insurance story. But I had a client. None of them are boring. <laughs> Come on, man, you're talking insurance, insurance, accounting. It's the best. I had a client who, him and a buddy went fishing on Lake Michigan a couple years ago. Uh huh. And they just went missing. Two guys, boat, dogs were with them, and they were never found. And so one of the things that came out of it, just an internal discussion, was. Did they drown or did they choose to hightail Up and leave. And I was relating this to the people, whether they took that as an opportunity the World Trade Center to say, oh, here's a chance for me to disappear. I think it'd be massively difficult in this day and age to disappear. I think it would be very hard to do that and then to just kind of reassume an identity. Yeah. Like if you were to try and get a credit card or a job or anything. I mean, you need identification of some sort. So it would be hard for you to like, hey, I'm Stu McAllister, but now I'm Ralph Cramden or whatever, right? Like, Yeah, uh, and to just and to successfully stay, I mean, you could hide in the immediate aftermath, but to not get in touch with a friend or a relative and at some point have it exposed right. seems very hard to pull Cut off. everything off. Yeah, you basically would have to yeah, sever all ties and right. move to another country or something. You'd have to, you'd have to like rename your Facebook account. <laughs> and what, oh my God, what's this? And what's going on in your life that you that uh, you're thinking to yourself? Oh, hey, here's a disaster, and there's right. gonna be uh, bodies on on not found. So it's my opportunity. Prime opportunity. <laughs> hey, man, sometimes you just gotta take advantage of what's around you. Man. I've been waiting for the perfect intersection right. of this, this disaster is... and my ability to disappear. God's <laughs> sign to me. Now, do it now, motherfucker. Get out of that relationship. She's a bitch. Run. So did they ever find out what happened with the dudes on the boat and whatever? No, in fact, I uh, put a reminder to myself. Uh -huh. It pops up, but now I do it about once a year just to look. Okay. But, uh, yeah, that's better. So, so on something like that, like, isn't it like you have to wait, like, what is it, like eight years or something before someone can be declared legally dead? Yeah, I think it's at least seven. Yeah. I didn't crazy. write any. I just wrote their home insurance, so I just knew the name oh, okay. when he disappeared, but right. it didn't really involve me, so... But I was just, it made me curious because I thought, oh, I know this guy when they came up in the story. This, this, uh, they disappeared in Michigan? Yeah, Lake Michigan. Huh. Oh, Lake Michigan? Okay. Because I'm just like thinking, sooner or later, someone's going to find the boat or whatever. I mean, if it did sink, right? Yeah. That shit's well, going to happen. Yeah, that's what was amazing about the story because you'd think a boat cushion. Right. Something would right. show up. And that's why I think, you know, one of the guys I work with said, Hey, maybe they just 
took off the two of them. I thought, boy, that seems. My first thought was, boy, that seems. It's a uh, hard to pull off. It's Brokeback Mountain on on a boat. That's what Although, happened, man. Brokeback boat. I brought two stories tonight. What? One of them relates to us. I didn't even think about it really. All right, let's rip, rip it, whip it up. It was a boy. Grim Discovery solves a missing person case from 1992. Wow, long time ago. What did so, he find? He was, Skeleton. He uh, <laughs> didn't say the condition of the body, but he was, uh, and this is in British Columbia, Canada. Oh, okay. He happened to be out on a lake and looked down and saw a vehicle. All right. And called the authorities, and sure enough... It was back in fall of 1992, a 70-year-old mother from British Columbia was driving to a wedding. And she stopped for gas and then was never seen again. She just drove into the lake? Well, they think uh, she had some kind of... Their guess when they pulled up the car, and it was her car. Right. And uh, it was presumably her body in there. Right, 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 right. Uh, but there was no damage to the vehicle, so their best guess at this point is that she might have swerved to avoid something on the road. And the... You don't swerve, man. You just <laughs> run that fucking deer over. You crush that squirrel. You fuck that child up. You I wondered. Run it over. I wondered right away. I thought, what condition is the body in? Sure. It's got to be pruny. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little wrinkly. <laughs> Well, it's since '92, so I mean, clearly, it's just—it's just gotta be a skeleton, right? Like fish or whatever have eaten it over the years. Like it's just well, if she clothes had, on a skeleton. If she had the windows up and everything, the car oh. went undamaged. She could be. Stuff would eventually creep yeah. in, right? But would uh, if the windows stayed intact, would fish get in there? Did either? it say what kind of car it was? 1992 Honda Accord. What kind of resale value could you get on <laughs> I something thought like right that? Away, As an insurance guy. <laughs> It would it be you could what it, could I fake it and say hey it's in pristine condition? <laughs> My thought was, <laughs> could you restore that vehicle? <laughs> right, 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 exactly. <laughs> Check this shit out. What kind? How far of a drop off was that though? Of a guy, of a kid's just like was he in a boat or was he just like walking on the shore? It said that it was sixteen feet down. There's huh? actually a photo of it. He took it's and how. To... It must have been pretty clear water for him to look 16 <laughs> so, feet down. You can't see that too yeah, well. It looks, but... it looks like a fucking ghost there in that picture. <laughs> I can't even tell you what the fuck I'm looking at. But it looks like the bottom of a car. Right. Oh, there. so like flipped over. It was on its hood then, huh? Yeah. Huh. Crazy. And so for like, uh, what is that, 27 years. Yeah, their family had been. It was like, where the fuck is Betsy at? <laughs> yeah. Which that goes, you know. Goes to our earlier story. So, while it's hard to disappear for a length of time, you know, if right. you have some accident like that and they aren't found. I just assume whenever I see these, like, have you seen posters, or whatever, I'm like, that person's dead. I just assume they're dead. Oh, but, yeah. Or, or they're, they're being uh, trafficked or some shit like that. And then they're going to die. Like, it's never... There's never going to be a positive outcome. I, I know I'm being the negative Nelly right here, everybody. <laughs> I get it. But I'm just, I want to call the number and just be like, he's dead. And then well, like, hang up. It's you know? so extremely rare. We know it. I mean, there right. was that girl. Boy, this is testing my memory now. But there was a girl like out somewhere by Washington that got abducted out of her house and went missing for about six to ten years, somewhere in that range. And then she was found. 
was uh was that the Utah chick or whatever? Yeah, they found her in Utah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she was with some guy who the, the guy in uh, was like it the guy a handyman in the at their house or something, and then he yeah something really weird. Yeah, it's all fucking weird. All those people. It's are been too long now. Elizabeth something. Elizabeth Smart. Elizabeth Smart. Yes, Elizabeth but Smart. That shows you it's so rare that they recover someone after a, right. any length of time that we know the story. Right. <laughs> and we know think, the one. I actually think I have the book that she wrote. I got it in like a used bookstore for like fifty cents or something. I have never actually read it though. I know I should. You always feel bad about shit like that. You're like, I have, I, oh, you, you got found. Your life is fucked now. But apparently, she's making the most of it, right? Well, and there was wasn't there a guy in Ohio too somewhere that had like uh, several women trapped in his house. That got there was some... the guy in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, he had like four different ladies that he had kidnapped and impregnated over the years. Yes, very crazy. But those are those are so rare that you remember them. So. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so most always... people when they go missing, they're gone for awful. good. Uh, Jason, I want you to help me here. I got this thing in the mail. Oh, boy. And it says, uh, play the lucky triple diamonds game. And it says I can win $25,000 in cash. This came from Todd Wins a lot of motive. So it's got to be legit. Now, look, look at this thing and tell me if you think I won some money. You pull those things back. It's like a slot thing. You pull the, the slats or whatever, and then it's all Oh, yeah, you got a match. Yeah, and, and what does it say? Three across to win, and the uh-huh. second one down, you got bar, bar, bar. I got bar, bar, bar. And it says win $5,000 in cash. Yeah, it says, so do you think I won $5,000? Um, <laughs> I think it's trying to get you to go in there. Yes. I think you won $5,000. Yes. And uh, it's probably something weird, like you get $5,000 off a car that's right. over, overpriced by $10,000. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what I was thinking, too, because they got all the fucking asterisks everywhere on it. And uh, it says, pull open all three tabs, match three across to win, and it's got the asterisk. So I looked somewhere for the fucking asterisk, and where the hell was it? I saw, oh, it's inside here. Can you hold this for a second? There. And, uh... Oh, God, the legal uh, yeah, Oh, yeah, I know. The legal <laughs> stuff on this fucking shit is for biggest fuck. It says no purchase necessary, whatever. So it says we can call. You got to call. So that's what I want to do right now. I got to oh, call because it says winner's call. So I want to call. I'm going to put this on speakerphone, and we're going to see what the fuck happens here. Okay? And because uh, I want it. Man, I could fucking... Uh, use the money if uh, if this is right. If I won five girl, that's a lot of money. You can't turn that down, right? Oh, I'm calling a number in Pennsylvania. It's got to be legit. Oh, yeah. That's Todd Wins the headquarters. Please enter your confirmation code followed by the pound sign. All right, I want to put in the code. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Good sign. <laughs> this may not be great. Congratulations. Please hold for a live representative on a recorded line. What? I got to hold for someone? Hi, thank you for calling the Todd 
Utah Bundle Beer GNC Event Headquarters. This off-site event is being held at 3700 Rivertown Parkway, Southwest Granville. Congratulations, you're a winner. I'll continue to verify your name so you can come to the off-site event and claim your prize. What is your first and last name? Uh, Stuart McAllister. That's S-T-U-A-R-T, last name M-C-C-A-L-L-I-S-T-E-R? Yes. Uh huh. When would you like to come to the event? Uh, let's say Saturday. Saturday, they're open from nine to four. Would be a good time for you. Oh, uh, let's say uh, nine o'clock on Saturday. Okay, right, great. Before you go, do you mind if I ask you a few questions for the dealership? Sure. Used car values are an all-time high. Would you be interested in selling them your car? No. They have some great deals and big rebates. Would you like to hear more about them when you get there? Nah. They have some great. They have some rates as low as zero percent. Would you be interested in getting pre-qualified for a loan? No, I'm good, thank you. All right. Would you be interested in hearing their options on protecting your vehicles from unexpected repair bills or breakdown? No, thank you. All right. May I ask the vehicle you currently drive so I can update their records? What is the year, make, and model of your car? I have a uh, 2006 Ford Focus. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's uh, SRM41970 at yahoo.com. Hello? I'm here. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh-huh. If you arrive before the event begins, you will not be able to claim your prize. You must uh, you must come to the event to validate your mail and collect your prize, so don't miss out. Okay, so you're telling me I won $5,000? I'm telling you that you have to take your mailer and your ID with you to the event to talk to Mr. Green to claim your prize. Oh, man. So but, uh, maybe I didn't win $5,000? I mean, it wouldn't hurt to go check it out. Oh, now I'm, I'm suspicious. But I'll go anyway. Oh. I'll go. <laughs> okay. I could use All the right, five grand. All right. Well, thank you. Okay. Yes. Bye. All right, you have a great night. You bye. too. Okay. Bye. If Mr. Green isn't available, Colonel Mustard will be available. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Professor Plum <laughs> will take care of you in the kitchen with the knife. I don't know. I'm still suspicious, Jason. Like, I mean, it's saying five grand. She didn't say it. Like, she didn't say yes you won five grand she snickered when you said it yeah i, I mean, want to yeah, make sure yeah, i, I got won five, five grand? grand did i win five fucking grand uh fuck just tell me i won five fucking grand lady god damn it anyway well i do have my second item yeah we're like in sync tonight uh-oh did you win five grand no but it is an opportunity <laughs> for the listeners to win big uh-huh have you heard of the six flags Coffin challenge. Uh, I think so, right? Like you have to lay in a coffin and you can win a free lifetime membership or something at Six Flags Amusement Park? Is yeah, they're, they're upping the ante this year uh -huh. because now rather than you 
solely occupying the coffin. Are you lying there with somebody else? It's two people. Well, I, I don't think I want to lie in a coffin <laughs> with another person. 30 hours in the coffin. 30 hours? The couples can consist of any two people who are willing to split a cramped casket. Jesus. Whether they're friends, family members, romantic partners, or yeah, total gonna, strangers. Someone's going to get busy in there. You know that. <laughs> they got like a lid on top of the coffin and you're going to get at it. And the grand prize, yeah. if you win, is yeah. $600 split between the two of you. That's it? Two season passes yeah. and some Fright Fest prize package. That sounds kind of lame, Six Flags. <laughs> Up your fucking game. No wonder Cedar Point's kicking your ass. Have you ever done any of these types of challenges? Uh, no, I have not. I have. What? What did you do, Every Jason? podcast, you're learning more. Oh, I know you said you've put in for a lot of contests and stuff like that. So, is that what you're talking about? No, uh, about, I looked this up today. I had to test my memory. 26 years ago, my yeah. wife and I were in a contest at the Star Theater. Yeah, on Alpine. To watch movies for... It was basically an entire weekend. Okay. No, you couldn't fall asleep. Oh, couldn't, I would have been fucked. Couldn't leave. Couldn't talk to anyone. What? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds horrific. <laughs> and the, and we both uh, entered into it. Uh-huh. And uh, I remember the movies, because I don't think we've seen the movies since. They were that shitty? Well, when you start to see them multiple times over the time period because there's only so many movies oh. they have to show you oh okay all right so they had like eight movies and they just kept showing them over yeah. and over again all and right the movies I, I we right. saw the three that stand out to me yes was schindler's list was one of them jesus that's a fucking fun time right there <laughs> yeah, sit through that three God, four times damn over the uh -huh. course of a weekend ace ventura or, oh wow that's a fucking <laughs> that's a weird juxtaposition schindler's list now, here's a fucking wackadoodle. All right. <laughs> and uh, there was also a movie called Sugar Hill. It starred Wesley Hill. Snipes. Uh -huh. And it was a very depressing movie. It was, I think, about drug addiction. Sure. But, uh, yeah, when we got... To, we had done a little over 24 hours, I think. Damn, you didn't sleep for 24 <laughs> hours and you're watching these movies again watching and again, these huh? movies and they had announced to us there the prize was a big screen TV right. and a recliner. At the time, a big screen TV, you're like, fuck yeah, that's 50 well, inches. What I noticed was that when you were in the movie, you couldn't talk to anyone. Right. Couldn't fall asleep. They were monitoring you. All right. But you could have whatever you wanted from the concession stand. Okay. Uh, and then you got breaks in between each movie where you could go out. Could you go take a pee at any point? Not, I don't think during the movie. All right, so you had to wait. So you, that's, it's almost like then you got to be cautious about what the hell you're drinking then. Well, yeah, and that's what what we quickly discovered is while the concessions were free. Sure. You quickly kind of hit your limit on what yeah, you enjoy yeah. from well, the concessions. Only stand. so many junior mints <laughs> exactly. and popcorn you only can so eat. Only so many nachos. Yeah. <laughs> where you're like, oh. Yes. <laughs> and with each passing movie... The TV and the recliner looked shabbier and shabbier. Right, right. You're like, <laughs> fuck this. So I think we had, we had started like on our first thing Saturday morning. Yes. And we were well into Sunday morning. Oh. And it was going to go till that evening. But they had at one point two announced, because quite a few people were holding on. Right. And they had said, well, if we have multiple... Multiple winners. People at the end will draw for the winner. 
Oh, right. Just draw a name. <laughs> yeah. So right. at this point where the TV's looking worse and worse and right. uh, Schindler's List is coming up for like the third time. Right. And we just decide, oh, the hell with so this. So when you're done, you say, I'm done with this. Do you like stand up and you're like, I'm out. We just walked out between movies when oh, we were supposed oh. to go to the concession stand. Man, I would have made a huge fucking scene. <laughs> but at the time, they used to do it like it was a radio station promotion. That's what I figured. And yeah. it was like every year. And I said, if we had known what we would do in the future if we ever did it again is just sign up, go, and you movies were free. Right. Were free, so you just go to two, I three movies. I saw eight movies for free. <laughs> and yeah, I left. Right. You do two or three and then uh, hightail it out of there. Get the fuck out. <laughs> did they give you like at least a t-shirt or something? Yeah, we did have a t-shirt. All right, there. <laughs> Star 105.7. Whatever the fuck. That's funny, man. That's so, funny. But that's the only contest of Crazy. that type we've ever entered. And based on that, I don't think I'm going to try to Put my wife and I into a coffin for 30 hours. Ugh, that just sounds gross to <laughs> but me. But for the listeners, if anyone's crazy enough, Steve, this might have your name right. all over it. It's uh, the closest Six Flags is Chicago, right? You've got until uh, you can apply online, which uh-huh. I just went and Googled Six Flags Coffin Challenge. It's right. the first thing that comes up. Sure. You've got till midnight on September 20th to apply to be in it. So Woo-wee! There you go, folks. Win... $300 in a season pass. It just doesn't seem worth it. I mean, well, especially, $300. Especially given there's no Six Flags anywhere near here. Well, <laughs> you're right. You got to drive all the way to Chicago. Did um, uh, did they say if there were multiple winners, like everybody would win? or They did say like, something about they're going to have basically contests throughout to kind of mini challenges to kind of get rid of people. Oh, okay. All right. So they must... They're, Intending to winnow it down to a final winner rather right. than the rather than the movie theater method of we'll just randomly draw if you make it through a, a right. shitload of movies. <laughs> yeah, that that seems like an awful way to fucking do it. I'm just like, all right, we're gonna draw your name out of a hat. Here you go, fuck off. Uh, I did have uh, someone ask some questions because I'm like, hey, if there's anything you want us to cover. Uh, let us know and we'll do it. We'll cover it. Yeah, and uh, absolutely. someone asked, uh, someone wanted to know why Jamie uh, didn't swear on the podcast. And, that is a uh, good question. That's, I mean, I'm I can't answer for Jamie, but I'm going to answer for Jamie. <laughs> uh, Jamie just doesn't. Jamie doesn't swear in general. She just doesn't. This is who she is. She seems to feel that it's just unbecoming. So I don't quite understand how she uh, sticks around me a whole lot. But, uh, yeah, she just doesn't swear in general. Does she use substitutes? Uh, I guess not really. It's just not her thing. Swearing is just, I don't know, bad language isn't her thing. So she just doesn't do it. But when uh, she returns on Monday or whatever, we can ask her on Monday to give her own specific thing. Because I've noticed, I've known a lot of religious people that all right they always have substitutes you know instead of damn Fargo. it's darn right or instead right. of fuck it's friggin or something like yes that. and that always just seems to me to be like we know what you fucking mean <laughs> or like it, it's always funny to me when someone on uh facebook they'll write pussy but it'll be like p uh, apostrophe, 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 or, or asterisk, asterisk, or whatever, and then why? I'm like, come on, we know you mean pussy, 
Don't be a pussy and just write pussy, you pussy. I wondered in those cases, uh, I've seen that before. I always guess I assumed it was because they thought they would get a ban or something oh, for saying it. <laughs> who knows? Maybe. I don't know. I'm just like, they're try- it's always like they're trying to tough talk you and then they don't even spell <laughs> it out. I'm like, come on, man. How tough are you if you can't even spell it out? Like, get out of here. I did have an uncle as a youngster who liked to say curses all the time. Oh, yeah. So instead of swearing, you just go, curses! <laughs> Which I thought was fun. That is interesting. <laughs> my, uh, it's weird that I swear so much. My parents never swore. My mom doesn't swear. My dad didn't swear. Uh, I love it, though. It's the greatest thing of all time. And I know people seem to think that, uh, uh, like, in humor-wise, like, it's, it's a cheap way to get a laugh. And I'm like, no, I know plenty of guys who swear and it's just things aren't fucking funny at all because they're swearing. So there's there's an art to using swears, I guess. Yeah, it's a great way to, it's a great emphasis word oftentimes. Yes, and I fucking love it! My parents growing up didn't swear, although my mother, if she thought some of behavior you were going to engage in was a bad behavior. She'd yes. tell you it was asinine. Oh, really? So we heard asinine all the time growing up. Yeah. And uh, so I almost assumed it was safely inbounds. Right. So one time we happened to be out in the front yard. Uh-huh. And my parents were yelling at me for whatever reason. <laughs> and I chose to say back to them, that's just asinine. Right. And... Uh, I learned that it wasn't acceptable. While it was fine for my mother to use, it was not acceptable for me to right, use in turn right. because I didn't even see my old man coming. I just got clotheslined. <laughs> oh, jeez. I threw it down. And next That's thing a you legal know, move. <laughs> next thing you know, I was lying on the ground. 15-yard <laughs> penalty. That's funny. Very funny. Uh, someone wanted to know my thoughts on Robert Pattinson uh, being the next Batman. And uh, when they said it, I was just like, ugh, that sounds awful. Uh, but I can honestly say, I don't think I've ever seen a single movie that had him in it. I don't think I've ever seen anything with Robert Pattinson in it. Because the Twilight movies are the big ones, and I've never seen any Twilight movies. And then I honestly couldn't tell you anything else that guy has been in. I think he was in one movie I saw. I'm not positive. You'd have to double check me. But I saw a movie called Rover. What is that? With Guy Pierce. Uh-huh. And uh, it was a revenge tale. And I think Robert Pattinson was the other guy in it, but I'm not positive. Huh. It's testing my memory. <laughs> well, let me uh, let me see here. Pulling up his IMDB. It's weird to me how like IMDB became like the thing. When you're looking up people, famous people, like you gotta go to IMDB to figure out whatever their uh, history is, their resume. Otherwise, uh, he's in the Twilight movies, I know, right? Yep. But I've Twilight never seen movies. one of them. So. He was born in 1986 in London, England. Uh, looks like his uh, family relatively well-to-do. His dad was a car dealer importing vintage cars. And his mom was a booker at a model agency. So, yeah, it didn't seem like uh, things were too too rough for him. Uh, let's check out his uh, filmography. I always get him confused too with the guy from Harry Potter. So <laughs> I oh, could be. Oh, uh, what's his nuts? Uh, Radcliffe. Radcliffe. Daniel yeah. Radcliffe. What happened to it? All right, here we go. 
Uh, let's see. Waiting for the Barbarians. Never heard of it. The King. Never heard of it. The Lighthouse. Never heard of it. High Life. Never heard of it. <laughs> Damsel. Never heard of it. I can't even say this word. Uh, O-N-E-O-H-T-R-I-X. Oneotrix. Got me on that one. <laughs> uh, still never heard of it. I have. I think I have seen a preview for the lighthouse, but the Lost I... City of Z. I have heard of that one. Yeah, I might have seen that one. Didn't see it. <laughs> uh, Dior, uh, the childhood of a leader, life, Queen of the Desert, maps to the stars, the Rover. Is that the Rover? Oh, I, I, there, I was right. Rover. Bing. The Rover. Points to me. Points to you. That came out <laughs> in uh, 2014. And then, yeah, it's just a, a Water for Elephants. I did hear of that. Never saw it. Never saw it. But yeah, all these fucking movies I've never heard of. Oh, yeah, he was in the Harry Potter movie in 2005. Oh, he was in there. No wonder I can do some. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. <laughs> so, uh, so what's my take on him being the new Batman? I don't know. I mean, I don't know anything about the guy. People say he's a good actor. I honestly thought Ben Affleck was going to be a bad choice, and I liked him. I've never seen the Ben Affleck one. Really? Yet. Never saw any of the Ben Affleck movies? Nope. With, uh, never saw him in uh, Justice League or anything like that, Batman and Superman? No. I thought he... The movies weren't great. Batman and Superman, I thought, was a pretty shitty movie. Uh, Justice League, also pretty shitty movie. But uh, I thought that he did well. You know, as Batman, you know, you'll, there's only so much you can do as an actor with a shitty script. He almost, yeah, and he looks like he yeah, uh, referring to Ben. He looks like a Batman type. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Robert doesn't. He just kind of looks yeah, too. Yeah, uh, seems uh, my recollection thin. is skinny. Yes, yep, very skinny. So uh, I don't know. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I love, I love superhero movies. Uh, I'm more of a Marvel guy than a DC guy, but Batman can't go wrong. Until the Justice League, we'd seen all the Batmans. You know, the Michael Keaton, the Mel Kilmer, the right. George Clooney. And, right, yep. And then, of course, the Christian Bale ones. But right. I think at some point after the three that... Uh, I can't think of the director's name. But, you know, the Dark Knight, Batman Begins. And right. Those that, are the best that three, trilogy, I thought. Yeah, yeah. kind of. It seemed pointless to keep watching, I think. Christian Bale nailed it. I wish he stuck with it longer, did more, but he's the kind of guy who I think he's like, I'm just going to move on. I'm right. going to do other shit. And that's how you get Ben Affleck, and then that's how you get Robert Pattinson. So uh, so there we go. Uh, and then they asked me to talk about more of my weird things that I see when I'm out delivering Dippin' Dots as I'm driving all over the great state of Michigan and elsewhere. They want to know what you see besides toilets? <laughs> a lot of toilets. Uh, people are asking me about my toilet pictures. And again, uh, for those who don't know, I got banned from Facebook. So now uh, I'm back on Facebook, but all I'm going to do is post pictures of toilets. Because uh, I believe someone was reporting me and uh, for some jokes. They didn't like the jokes. They reported me. I got banned. So, uh, it's just pictures of toilets. I don't think you can ban me for pictures of toilets. I notice that they're frequently at barbecue joints. Yes, well, <laughs> that's that's I, that's where I go to lunch. I like, I'm driving all over the great state, and then I'm like, all right, it's lunchtime, I'm pretty much done. And then I just, in Google Maps, I just like barbecue near me. And then, as long as it's not like a chain, 
Like I don't I don't want to go to like uh, what is it Smoky Bones or anything. I would prefer right. to not. So I like like the one I went today. The place was called Gump, right? What a fucking weird name for a barbecue joint. Was that part of the chain or that's just it? That's Gump. just okay. It. I Gump. thought you were shortening the. Nope, wasn't Bubba Gump or okay. this was a barbecue joint just called Gump, and it was weird. Because it was on a dead-end street. Like, Google Maps is like, go down the street. And I'm like, there's nothing fucking down there, Google Maps. Is this where you're taking you me to die, Are you trying to get, make me go missing, Google Maps? Yeah, really, fuck. <laughs> I, I'm going to be... Me and a boat are going to disappear. Me and this Dippin' Dots truck are going to disappear for life. But, uh, so I go down it. And it's this weird little shack that you got to walk up like 10 steps up to get into it. And then inside, it's a very small seating area. It probably sits like 12 or less. And uh, you just go to the counter and you order. And I'm barbecue joints are pissing me off because so many just don't have potato salad as a side. I don't understand it! <laughs> and uh, this place also, they didn't have barbecue chicken sandwiches. How do you not have a barbecue chicken sandwich? Well, I don't get they, it. They just had... Uh... Some type of special. Have, that was about it. Well, they have the brisket. I get that. And then they got pulled pork. Like, right. all places are going to have pulled oh, pork. Course. And most places will have brisket. But I'm like, you got to have fucking chicken, too. Like, barbecue chicken, right? Like, even if it was just like a, a side of, like, a half a chicken barbecue or whatever. So what did you eat on your no? Because well, are you still on your no I, mammals? I am on my no mammal <laughs> diet, everybody. So I can't. No pigs, no cows, right? That's out. It's out! So, uh... They, this is what's weird. They had a, a buffalo chicken wrap. Okay. How weird is that? Like, you're a barbecue joint. Why do you not have a barbecue chicken sandwich? Yeah. So that was the um, that was the only thing I could eat there that, I mean, yeah, it was pretty much it. Unless they just ordered, like, a lot of sides. Yeah, I don't want any of your meals. I just want <laughs> uh, mac and cheese and beans and your coleslaw and your collard greens. So, so what uh, have you seen weird out on your adventures? What have I seen weird on my adventures? I've seen uh, it. It's basically just like driving. You just see weird things driving. You see people driving like assholes. Uh, the weird thing again. All right, school is back in session, everybody. Schools will sell Dippin' Dots either in their cafeteria or their school stores. And I am the school driver. That's. The last four days, that's all I've done is just driving to schools all over the great state of Michigan. And do their security still seem lax? Oh, yes, incredibly. <laughs> I will tell you, uh, if you are uh, someone who wants to go on a rampage, I'm going to give you a tip here. Uh, this is how Stu McAllister will go to prison because someone will report this. Uh, they always talk about how everybody will like go in the front door or whatever. Never go in the front door! You go in the back door, because the back door is the weak point, everybody. Uh, and I'll tell you, there were two schools. I just walked in. The doors were open. There's no security there. There's no camera. There's no locked door. I just walked in. One, legitimately, I could have drove my truck into, because they have the garage door open. And I can just, I could have drove my truck in, run over a whole lot of people, just jumped out, started blasting everybody. It's amazing to me because that's, I mean, that's all you hear about nowadays on like the news, uh, on TV or in the paper, like another school shooting happened. So you would think everybody would be hyper aware of security, right? Yeah, you're, you're going to be the guy that, uh, you know, when someday something weird happens and everybody goes, 
how come nobody noticed this? Was, right. Oh, there was one guy. And... There was one guy <laughs> trying to tell you. He said on his podcast numerous times that schools fucking, they have an underbelly that is easily exposed. It's like, it's just flipping over the porcupine, right? Like, they got all these spikes everywhere. Flip over that over, and there's its soft underbelly. Uh so when what? I walked into the school, I was just like, there were like four janitors sitting at a table. But if I was like a, a psycho, they would have been the first ones to die. Well, and what did, at any of them, do they ID you? No. Form? And no. Would, even if they did, what, I mean, dude, you just, you probably just say what you, who you are and what you're doing. Yeah, right? I'm just like, hey, I'm the Dippin' Dots guy. And then I just go on about my way. And, I mean, no one stopped me. And admittedly, this is my second year delivering to these schools, so some of the, the uh, janitor people might recognize me or whatever. And I do have, like, a, a Dippin' Dots shirt on, and I do have product, and I got my fucking dolly with me and all. But I'm telling you, too, here, fucking drive up as a fucking uh, UPS yeah. guy or FedEx guy. Just, wear, thought, just wear a fucking uniform. Wear a uniform and have the... Pretend you're supposed to be there. And write ice cream sandwiches on the box. Right, I'm telling you. it's it's Sometimes uh, you take coolers, like an igloo cooler with you, like uh, uh, because I don't have a truck with the freezer and I got like a little one. So I pack up all these coolers with dry ice and, and that's what I'm going around. And I'll walk into schools. No one's ever checked these fucking coolers. I could, I could fucking have numerous guns and hand grenades and mace or whatever in these fucking coolers. Again, it's just one of these things, everybody. Like, I'm not encouraging you. I'm not encouraging anybody. But I'm just trying to expose the uh, ineffectiveness of security in some schools. It's crazy. And it doesn't matter if it's uh, a city school or a rural school because I go to both. Like I'm in inner city Detroit sometimes, and then I'm in fucking like Bad Axe, Michigan, which is nothing. Uh, and it all just kind of depends. Usually the rural schools are going to be more like friendly, like "Hey, how you doing?" Because they just assume shit's never going to happen there. But uh, shit's going to happen there one day. Also, once how do they know the product isn't tampered with? Ah, that too. I mean, that that's when you almost like, you got to suspend your paranoia, I guess. Because, like, the cases that I have, like, the boxes are taped up, and each package, like, it's in an individual packet of, like, you know, like, it's a Capri Sun type packet. Right. So, I mean, I suppose, technically, if you want to be paranoid, like, in every grocery store you go into, like, how do I know no one fucked with this shit? So, you know, it's the same kind of stuff, I guess, right? It is, but you know if something happened, then the response would be heightened because people would right. say, the I mean, children, I, we've got to protect the children. Protect the children. Well, we got to get rid of the vapes. we got to get rid of the <laughs> yeah, fruity-flavored vapes to protect the children, but what, smoking's cool. What and flavor of flavored, Dot is the favorite of school children? Uh, cookies and cream. Okay. It's, uh, always, it's always cookies and cream, then cookie dough. And then third favorite is usually either cotton candy or rainbow. Okay. So, you know, it's pretty standard. But, uh, yeah, no, no super fruity flavors. But, uh, I mean, that that's all weird to me, the, the vaping shit. I can't remember if we talked about that on Monday. I think we did. But it's it seems hypocritical to me that they're banning the, these fruity vapes when, like, smoking kills more people. Like, yeah, it's tobacco flavored, so there's no strawberry flavored cigarettes but i mean that shit still fucking kills you and then how, how about all these fruity flavored like white claws or whatever like 
You're telling me mango flavored white claws not <laughs> geared towards fucking children as well? Wow, and it's made its way all the way to the present. Yeah, talking yeah, about it. Yeah, like yeah, and, that, and that's well, a lot of that. Someone was suggesting that uh, their son Baron fucking got his hands on a vape pen. <laughs> And so Melania is all like, oh, we got to get rid of this shit. Baron's fucking token off the fucking uh, vape pipe. Whatever. It's just (laughs) as silly to me. It's another distraction. Like, who really gives a shit, right? Like, who cares? Six kids died. I don't give a fuck about your children. And my understanding (laughs) is, isn't they they did something... Well, More yes, they tampered it, with it's, it. It's uh, it, THC apparently infused vape, and uh, they're like bootleg vape uh, vape machines or cartridges or whatever the fuck you call it. All of it seems weird to me. I've uh, I've never done vape. I've smoked uh, like a couple cigarettes here or there for a while. It was like cigars. Like I smoked cigars on a more frequent basis. Until one night when I was smoking, my heart just went pitter-patter a lot. And then I'm like, oh, I should probably not smoke these things anymore. You wonder how uh, this affects, you know, most of the shops you see that are vape shops are purely only vape shops, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. You wonder yeah. how it affected their business. They're going to have to uh, go CBD oil now or something. Yeah. Or hook up with Boost Mobile. <laughs> Some shit like it. Vape in a cheap-ass phone. Come and get it, everybody. Have you ever smoked? Were you a smoker at all? I was a smoker one time. Cigarettes? Yeah. How long did you smoke for? Maybe about five years. Okay, so not super duper long, but I mean, that's long enough. Oh, yeah. How'd you quit? Um, well, I had to uh, comply with the future wife's wishes. Oh, right, right, right. She's <laughs> like, come on, do it. <laughs> do it. The shit ain't happening, bitch. <laughs> well, good for her for getting you to do the right thing. Do you miss it at all? I know a lot of people like... You know, the smell. It's like I miss the smell. Not really. Uh, for one, I certainly don't miss the expense in life. Those things sure. cost a fortune It's now. getting worse and worse, right? <laughs> so I wouldn't want to have to deal with that. Plus, um, yeah, it, the smell when it's on you afterwards is not a pleasant smell. Ooh-wee! So you got to yes. be cleaning yourself all the time or something. That I don't know. film. Ugh, I remember uh, working at Dr. Grin's in Grand Rapids here. We... The early shows would always be smoke-free, and then the late shows you could smoke. And uh, I just remember it was like the London fog of, like, you'd get on stage and you'd just see this blue fucking haze of cigarette smoke. Yeah, our early days of going to comedy shows, you always had to basically plan on airing and washing everything out after you left, even though you weren't smoking, just because the club was... People smoked for you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I will do the heavy lifting here for you. You're just going to smell like shit later. Thanks. Thanks, Marlboro man, you <laughs> cocksucker. So it's, it's weird to me when I walk into venues where smoking does continue to happen. And that's usually like a casino uh, or maybe you're going to walk into some like a VFW hall where they don't like give a fuck. Because there's still bars that are like, fuck you, we'll do whatever the fuck we want. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think and the VFWs uh, are smoke, all exempt, so. aren't they, or something? Um... Or did they I'm just not, not sure. care? <laughs> I think a lot of it is like they don't care. Like there was a, uh, I worked at a club in Toledo that was kind of like in a little mini mall. And on the other side of the parking lot was this bar that uh, people were smoking in. But Toledo was a smoke-free uh, city. Or I don't know, maybe even all the, uh, the state of Ohio is as well. 
But people there were smoking, and, they, and the guy who took me in there was like, yeah, these people, they just don't give a fuck. They're like, yeah, come on in and find us if you want, but whatever, we don't care. We went somewhere in Grand Rapids during Pulaski days, and it was one of those clubs. And yeah, they, I think they Polish explained Falcon at Hall. the time that because they're like membership clubs normally, that they're, somehow they're exempt. They can get around it. Yeah, yeah I, I don't Again, I don't understand how all that bullshit works, so... Uh, all right, let's talk about some things in the news. Uh, this thing popped out at me for uh, a couple reasons. It's a story here about a young gentleman. Uh, he he was a, he was a soldier. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. <laughs> you beat me to it. That's why on that it almost seems like uh, people want to be the first to say it. Thank you for your service. Yeah. Uh, so we thank you for your service, and then he came back, went to school. Became a teacher. Oh my God! Thank you for your service. Oh wow! This thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. Winning gold stars. This in guy heaven. is the greatest of all time. Uh, why do you think this guy's in the news? He became a reverend in a spare time. <laughs> <laughs> Saving children. Nope, nothing good. Oh no. Uh, a former Grand Rapids school teacher was sentenced to 35 years in federal prison for persuading a Florida teen. To produce and send him sexually explicit photographs. I was gonna, my second, my real guess was yeah. gonna be Kitty Fiddler. Yeah. Uh, Philip, I think you pronounce his name Pawi, P A A U W E, Pawi? I don't know. Sounds right. 33, <laughs> early pleaded guilty to coercion or enticement of a minor, age 15 to 17, for convincing the girl to send the photos which constitute child pornography. What was his sentence? How long was his sentence? Uh, 35 years. Oh, so fuck God. this guy. Uh, the judge ordered Paulie to serve 10 years on supervised release once his prison sentence ends. He also ordered Paulie to pay the girl $34,000 in restitution. Shit like that, I never understand. Like, you just sent this guy to prison. How is he going to pay that kind of money? Like, unless he has it. Yeah, unless they're I mean, cashing I, him out I, on his way in. I don't think I got 34 k on me now. Like, I don't know. I mean, how much do teachers make? Well, here's the thing, too. He also, he was a teacher at a KEC school, Oakley. And uh, KEC stands for Kent Educational Center. And I used to work with KEC schools, uh, again, when I worked at uh, the psych hospital. Uh, because these are the schools that work with kids who live in the community who have... Uh, mental health issues and behavioral issues. These are the challenge kids who couldn't survive in regular public education schools. So these kids are already like uh, at-risk youth, more or less. And that's who he's fucking working with. I think Oakley was the middle school. It might be the this was a, elementary school. But you said the girl was in Florida, right? The girl was so in Florida. Was, but was. I'm just thinking, like, he's working with, like, at risk use himself. I mean, he was fucking with someone in Florida, but I'm like, oh, you fucking creep. Uh, let's see. Paulie had not been in trouble before. He said his clients, this is where uh, I, I get a little mad about this shit. Uh, his lawyer said his clients' military service in combat zones had a profound effact on him. Like, sorry. <laughs> sorry! Naked children? Right. Because uh, where is it? Um... His attorney said that when he returned from the service, he suffered severe depression, anxiety, and sought mental health treatment. He knew he needed help and attempted to find it. However, he could not seem to overcome his demons. Even the happiness of marriage and a strong family did not put Mr. Paulie in a path to normal, satisfying life. He said his client makes no excuses for his actions and has trouble finding an explanation. 
He just made an excuse for yeah, he, he, yeah, he did. He cannot believe that he is the man that did and said such horrendous things. Mr. Paul, he knows that what he did was extremely wrong and that the and that the they wrote this wrong. And that the caused the victim, I guess that he caused the victim, her family and her own family, his own family great pain. He asked the judge to consider the mental damage and stress he suffered as a result of his service in the Marine Corps, especially during combat. At a minimum, there is a correlation between his service and his inappropriate behavior, if not a proven cause. And right there, that's when I go, I want to go, fuck you! Right? Like, right. how many guys were in the service, went through combat like this guy did, and then they don't come back wanting to fuck children? Right? Oh, no. Moral, moral out of it being, it, just because you're sitting in a darkened room by yourself in your house, on your computer, don't think... Somebody's not going to find out what you're doing. Well, that too. <laughs> uh, Paul, we manipulated and introduced the victim to a depraved world of grotesque sexual sadism. He instructed her to submit to a host of depraved and degrading acts. He gave her a list of strict rules for her to follow. When she failed to obey these rules, he demanded that she punish herself. Paul, we knew that she had a history of cutting herself and told her to cut herself on camera for him. So this guy's a this fuck. Guy's an animal. He is a fucking fuck, and I don't care that he went through combat. Again, we know plenty of people who went through combat who don't want to fuck children, who don't become teachers of at-risk youth. I fuck this guy. I retract my thank you for your service to that guy. <laughs> fuck you and your service, you fucking fuck. Uh, so hopefully Mr. Paulie meets an untimely demise. Look at that guy. Look at that. That guy's a piece of shit. Doesn't he? He looks like a piece of shit to me. He looks like a bully to me. He does, man. That guy was a fucking piece of shit. So, uh, he can fuck off and die. That's the, that's the story I'm getting there. Um, okay. You, you don't have any children, right, Jason? Correct. I don't How the fuck did we, the two of us, get together? Us two fucking middle-aged <laughs> fucks. No children. How the fuck does that happen? Uh, but this is the time of year, though, where uh, on the facial book, we see a lot of, like, first day of school pictures, you know, like, first oh, yeah. day of high school, or, oh, my God, going to kindergarten for the first time, or whatever, you know, and that's, uh, I'm not trying to uh, degrade or make funny or belittle any of you if you're doing that, fantastic, it's not anything I can relate to, uh, as I earlier earlier said, I don't give a fuck about your kids. <laughs> <laughs> but good for you. Good. But I, I think everybody needs to remember that no one cares about your kids like you do. Oh, amen. you you care about your kids. <laughs> like I like my dog a whole lot, but I know no one likes my dog like I like my dog, and I'm okay with that. But there was a story here that I uh, that I kind of liked. Uh, a Wisconsin mother was expressing her gratitude towards a bus driver who helped her son ease into the first day of school. Uh, Amy Johnson of Augusta, Wisconsin, hoped to snap a social media-worthy photo of her son heading to his first day of school on Thursday as he entered his 4K year, uh, which serves as pre-kindergarten. I'm like, God damn, there's so many fucking... Uh, yeah, Kids are going to school like two years old now or some shit. It's very strange 4K, yeah. Uh, however, it's Johnson's son's Axel. Okay, uh, you, you're a shitty mom. You named your kid Axel. That's a dog's name, right, Steve? <laughs> that is a dog's name, not a human's name. Uh, he had an, an emotional moment on the bus, but she ended up capturing a moment of him holding the hand of his bus driver. 
He was all smiles when he saw me come around the corner, and I started to slow down, and that's when you could see his face start to change. Lane told uh, WEAU about Axel's first day. Axel got on the bus with his mother's help. When she went to leave, he became upset. She had to set him down in the seat, and he kept trying to grab for her as she was trying to, to get off the bus, so I just stuck my hand behind the seat, Lane explained. Uh, that was the uh, bus driver. Johnson snapped the heartwarming fumble of Lane holding Axel's hand as he sat behind the driver's seat. So there's the picture. He's clearly crying. He's upset. But uh, the bus driver's doing what you can to make him feel better, right? That's a nice picture. Oh, yeah. Well, he's probably, <laughs> <laughs> he's probably you know, going to get yeah, an ass yeah, kicking yeah, when his yeah. classmates see that picture. <laughs> uh, I didn't think it, it was that big of a deal personally. I guess it's just something that I would do, Lane said. Isabel is a bus driver and, deserve, and also serves as a special education aide in our school district. So, okay. So she's probably dealing with the same kind of people that that fuck uh, guy, fuck teacher was trying to rape. So, uh, she's a good person. Thank you for your service, bus Thank driver. Thank you for your service, bus Thank you for your service, bus driver. <laughs> so that's just a, that's a nice picture. Do you, I remember, okay, I remember, Jason, when I went to like kindergarten for the first time, uh, I, I can't lie, I had a hard time with it. Uh, I did not like uh, being away from my mom. I didn't like being away from home. And you're just in this classroom with all these kids that you don't even fucking know. Like, I think uh, they transferred me. I was in one kindergarten class, and I think I was having such a fit that uh, they moved me to the other one because in the other one I actually knew, like, one or two kids. So they put me in there to ease my mind. I must uh, I don't remember that far back as well. My first memories are more like first, second grade. So. Sure. I don't, to be perfectly honest, I don't remember a ton. I, and I only remember that because uh, one of the girls that I was friends with way back then, she just recently posted a picture on the facial book of the two of us together. And then maybe I can pull it up. I don't know if I can or not. But it was basically, it looked like the, the kindergarten teacher was hanging up my clothes or something. And I was turning back and looking at the camera like smug-like, like, what the fuck is going on here? And uh, the girl that I was friends with was also in the picture, too. So let me go. Toilet picture, toilet picture, toilet picture. This is my Facebook profile now, toilet picture. Do you remember things more? Memory, remembering uh, the people and places, or do you remember more emotional highlights? Like, if Probably. something was powerfully embarrassing, does that stand more out in your memory than classmates and stuff, especially at a young age? Probably the emotional highlights, I guess. Probably yeah, the same. I'm always surprised by people that say, oh, you remember so-and-so from first grade? I think, what? There it is. There's a the picture. <laughs> That's young Stu. That's young me. Ah, oh, nice. Oh, shit. Maybe I'll make that the profile pic. <laughs> Uh, there are periods of my childhood that I just don't remember at all. Like, I don't really remember anything, like, in junior high, like the 7th, 8th grade. Because that's what it was for us. Elementary school was K through 6. Yep. Then junior high was 7th and 8th. Exactly. And then high school was 9th through 10th. Yeah. Now it's all like, okay, no, middle, middle school is 6th through 8th. And then you have the freshman campus. And then it's like 10th through 12th or whatever. I'm like, God damn it. Just lump us all the fucking together. <laughs> whatever. We give a shit. So. Like, I can always remember. Here's how my memory works. Yeah. I'll give you a story back to first or second grade. Uh-huh. I couldn't name a classmate that uh-huh. was in there with me. Really? But I do remember a specific incident one time. Oh, yeah? What happened? You punched someone in the face? <laughs> no. 
we had at the time, I don't know if you did have in your lower elementary grades, uh-huh. bathroom was in the room. Yes, yes, yes. Had a single unisex bathroom right, in the room. Right, for and everybody. We had, we had a little sign on it, red on one side, green on the other. Yeah. And uh, so I had happened into the bathroom. Yeah. And they had like a fire drill or tornado drill or something. Uh-huh. And I just remember I was sitting on the toilet. I heard the teacher go, where's Jason? And a little girl came running to the bathroom door and said, he's right here. Oh, and flung yeah. the door open <laughs> and ran back to get lined. Oh, leaving me on display to all my classmates. He's but... taking a shit, teacher. <laughs> but I remember the embarrassment of that incident, but I don't remember the name of a classmate. Right. I don't I'm remember sorry. the teacher's name. Well, none of those people are important today. <laughs> They're all fuck faces, and hopefully most of them are dead. So, But I thought of that because a lot of people remember those names of people and stuff. I think that is there different ways people remember things? It is. It is weird. It is weird what people remember. It is weird what people remember. So I don't... Uh... I don't remember a lot of that shit. What what emotional memory? What embarrassing moment was there for you back in those days? Uh, it wasn't an embarrassing moment necessarily, but I remember, um, you know the expression of like, don't run with scissors? Sure. That that came true one day because oh I remember, I think it was third. It was all based on Stu. Based on me, bitch. <laughs> uh, third grade. Uh, I, I, maybe it was Christmas time. It was something. We're all kind of like doing arts and crafts in the classroom. And I had some scissors in my hand, and we were goofing around. And I think uh, someone was chasing me, and I had scissors in my hand. And I, like, slipped on some construction paper. Like, I stepped on it, and it just went underneath, and my foot went under. And so I fell, like, face first, and I had the scissors. Oh, no. And it went right into my forehead. Ow. The scissors did. And uh, so I had the scissors. They weren't, like, stuck in my forehead. Like, I plopped them out. But your head's just got a lot of blood in it for whatever reason. It's oh. just the blood bag. What so, grade was this? Uh, third. Third grade. So uh, the teacher is like trying to hang something from the ceiling. So she's like standing on a desk, you know, putting up your strands of construction paper rings or whatever. And uh, I'm, I'm standing by her and I'm just like, teacher, teacher. And she's just, I'm doing some shit here, kid. Leave me the fuck alone. And then she looked out and saw that my fucking head was gushing. And so she this, she rushed me down to the school nurse back when school nurses were still a thing. And it's pretty much, again, of like, your forehead's just skin and bone. Like, there's no meat. There's nothing fucking there. So nothing really happened. But I just remember uh, it became a thing for a while of, like, not, not running with uh, scissors in your hand sort of thing. So, yeah. Here's a comedy-related memory from elementary days. Yes! We were admiring comedy even from a young age because the first book I remember checking out of the library at school. Did yeah. you have a library too at school? Yeah, we had libraries, out? yeah. Was More Jokes, Jokes, Jokes oh, yeah. by Helen Hoke. Oh, of course. And I checked that out and was uh-huh. uh, trying to commit those to memory and run around telling them to people. Right. <laughs> That's good. And did people think it was funny? Or like, God, you're a hack. Think, Why are you stealing these I jokes? I think the jokes were probably pretty bad. Pretty shitty. That would be my guess. For sure. I think I saw the book on Amazon at one time, but I didn't want to spend to, to see how bad the like Helen Hulk, right? You gotta remember <laughs> that kind of name. Uh, Alright, we gotta wrap it up, man, because I gotta get out of here pretty soon. I gotta show in Muskegon, so uh, nobody who's gonna listen to this is gonna be able to make it to the show. 
But I do have a show coming up on Sunday. If you want to come out, uh, it is the Sunday Night Funnies over at Spectrum Lanes. Uh, it is a contest. It's a semi-final. So if you want to come out, great. If you don't, great. Whatever. It's a free show. It's at 8.30. If you want to come and be a part of the voting process, you got to be one of the first 100 people. So I suggest get there around between 8, 8, 10, something like that, just to be on the safe side. I, I wondered when you said that before, how did they, did they just have 100 ballots? You just got 100 ballots, I guess, yeah, and he hands them out. So right. that's uh, Brian B., the guy who runs it. He's very persnickety about certain things. Like He's like, uh, uh, you, you got to put your name on it or you got to put your email on it. If you don't do that, your vote doesn't count. You got to vote for three. If you don't vote for three, your vote doesn't count. He's very persnickety about his rules. And he I, he does something that I don't particularly care for. Brian, if you're listening, I don't fucking like how you do this. But he doesn't set an order beforehand. Like, you know, there's ten performers. He doesn't like, okay, you're first, second, third, fourth. What he does is he takes a bucket on stage and he just pulls your name out of the hat right there. So he pulls the name out of the head. It's like, all right, Stu McAllister. And then you're like, oh, fuck. And then you got to go up there. And so you don't know if you're next or not. And right. that I, I always fucking hate. I like knowing the order. So yeah. I know, like, okay, I can get my shit together. I can go to the bathroom. I can get a drink. But now you always go, am I next? Am I next? Am I next? And like, Why are you doing it like this, Brian? That's all I want to say. Don't do it like this. Just fucking make the order beforehand. How many performers are at this one? Uh, I think there's eight of us. There's eight of us. We're going to do ten minutes each. And again, everybody, if you think you've seen me do comedy, you have not seen me do comedy because I'm going to be doing something on a Sunday that I've never done before because I don't give a shit. So uh, come on out and you're going to see something weird for sure. So it, hopefully it'll be fun. Okay. And it's free. I don't know if I mentioned free. that. It's for free. <laughs> it, does, it can't make for a long night though, everybody. And people on Sunday night can ask you if you have $5,000. That's true. People can ask. I don't. I don't. I gotta see if I do get over there. I have a feeling I'm not gonna make it over there. I was, I just, when you said nine uh, o'clock on Saturday, I thought I'm out right away. Well, I just don't want to fucking get any kind of fucking spiel, you know? Like, hey, you're gonna get a free fucking twenty dollar gift card to Applebee's. You just gotta sit here as I tell you about timeshares. Ugh, I don't give a fuck. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. So. Uh, that's the podcast, everybody. Please go like the fan page, uh, Elemental Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Oh, uh, I do want to talk about that. We did do the weapon thing. Uh, oh, the weapon one. Yeah, the weapons. Well, I think the voting can still happen over on Twitter, everybody. So if you do, if you do like Twitter, go vote because we did get down to the final three. There are three. What oh, do you, you think you, the final uh, three consolidated were? them? Well, I did three polls. So I did four in each right. poll, and then I just took the winner I'm of the three. I guess the final three were the bowling ball, chain, and brass knuckles. Uh, you got one of those oh. correct. <laughs> one of those is correct, and that would be the chain. The chain was uh, our, our winner when I had our own discussion. And uh, so here, I'll, I'll break it down this way for you. Uh, it was, the first one was, uh, two by four nunchucks, bowling ball, and samurai sword. A samurai sword. Samurai sword <laughs> kicked ass. Sixty-five percent of the vote. <laughs> the next one was brass knuckles, bullwhip, chain, and knife. And we already determined chain Same. one. Forty-one percent of the vote. And then the last one was tomahawk, nightstick, mace, and blackjack. Tomahawk. Tomahawk won. Forty-four percent of the vote. <laughs> so, uh, so it's now samurai sword, chain, and tomahawk. Who do you think is winning? 
Samurai Sword. Samurai Sword with 53% <laughs> of the vote. There's enough voting for another day. So uh, tomorrow evening sometime, well, that'll be the end of that. Uh, so there we go. That's it. Unless you got anything, Jason? That's it. Well, uh, Patreon this weekend and then uh, the freebie on Monday. I'll let you know if I won on Monday. I'm probably not going to win, but uh, we'll see. So, all right, <laughs> oh, that's you're it. talking about the comment. Yeah, I'm talking about, about the $5,000. Yeah, <laughs> five grand. I don't know if we'll do that or not. But uh, that's it. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one. Goodbye. Bye.